Hello, welcome to today's episode of Zeusing the Numbers, your statistics in sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Hill. And uh, still no sports. <laughs> yeah. Still still zero games being played. The MLB is currently... Actually, we didn't talk about this pre-show. The MLB is currently doing um, uh, player uh, MLB The Show League thing so major league baseball players playing video games as themselves and their peers against other major league baseball players doing the same have you watched any of those games i have and they're really fun i've, I've seen like I've, I've i every time i scroll past a clip of it on twitter i watch it but and it, they are very entertaining but i haven't actually watched any of the games it's a great um, idea though yeah it's one of those things where it's like you know how when they mic up players, like Mookie Betts just mic'd up in the outfield? That's always like one of the highlights of the game. Imagine oh. that being the game. Except there's not people asking them questions. It's just them talking about the most random shit anyway. It's, yeah, it's I mean, it, that, that sums up exactly like the video clips that I've seen, which is lovely. Like, I love, I love hearing that shit because mm-hmm. like... As often gets discussed, baseball players have tons of personality, but the league does a really shit job of promoting them. And it's like, hey, if you put these dudes, if you put this, these fucking idiots in front of a microphone, people like them. <laughs> what a shock. Um, so, yeah, it's nice. But anyway, that's it's not definitely really something I hope spreads to other sports leagues. I know the NFL did it a little bit with uh, like a handful of guys playing Madden. Um, I think those are but usually I, more promotional, though, like to like to to promote Madden the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just love to see some crossplay, like Tyreek Hill versus Fernando Tatis in NHL twenty. That would be oh, no, that would be amazing. Love to see it. Would oh, yeah. love to see it. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about some football stuff because the NFL offseason marches on. Um, it is, as we've said before, like the only sports thing that's really happening as it would have regardless for the most part. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about Jackie Robinson because today is Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, we're recording this. The day before you're hearing it, we're recording this April 15th, which is Jackie Robinson Day every day, every year. Jackie Robinson Day every day. Um, and, you know, give him a little bit of, of time on on the show, and then we'll close out with a little bit of baseball stuff, should time allow. Corwin, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's, uh, let's start off on a lighthearted topic. The Browns have released new uniforms much as the Falcons did and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last week. Uh, you've seen them, right? I have. I have. Thoughts? Uh, I really like them, but that's also because they just went back to what they were, and that is a success. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a bunch of Browns fans complain that they're the same as what they were five years ago. But at the same time, this is perfect. Like, I have no complaints about these uniforms. This is exactly how I would have done them uh, if, you know, I had that opportunity to do so. Um, 
no bullshit with the numbers. The pants are back to normal. The colors are the perfect shades of both brown and orange. Um, no frills, traditional styling. I'm a I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I think these are great. Um, these are the kind of uniforms they'll have for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, I understand this isn't flashy by any means. But at the same time, football, I think, lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. NBA jerseys are very flashy, which is great. It fits like the style of play and the personality of the league really well. Um, and NFL jerseys, usually, I, I like to see a more traditional kind of look to it. And these are exactly that, man. I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's great. Cleveland's uh, got a, a very deep football history there. And so seeing jerseys that reflect how long that team has been in that city and it's nice. Plus again, they're sleek. They are exactly which when I picture Browns jerseys, these are like the jerseys I picture. So, yeah. And for some reason, uh, they like change the sock up the socks up and I love them. I love these new sock styles. I have to look I don't at the know why, but now. I don't even know yeah, what the old like, ones look like. I think they were solid colors. The I only just love striped socks. Oh, way better. Striped socks, but you're right, they were solid colors. Um, the only thing I saw Browns fans on Twitter complaining about was that there was no orange pants. Do you care? Oh no, no orange pants. God, like of all the things to nitpick, like Let's be real. Orange pants are just so far down the list of things I would want to see as a Browns fan. Like the orange never really looked good with the rest of the Browns uniforms. And I think the brown pants are significantly better and just lend themselves better to a classic football uniform. And the orange pants would just be so distracting compared to everything else going on. I don't know. If they did them right, it could have easily worked well. Um, but I think they hit the nail on the head here and they didn't really need to do anything else. Agreed. Agreed. I, I don't think I, I give a fuck about orange pants. It'd yeah. be one thing if it was like, you know, how the Jets just decided to add a color to their uniforms that never existed in the 50 years of the organization by adding black. Um, but like, so like imagine if the jet if if the Browns added, I don't know, powder blue as pant colors all of a sudden, you'd be like, why? Um, but no, like fuck yourself. Get out Listen, of here with your orange pants needing bitches. Listen, if uh if the Chargers just brought back the powder blue uniforms all time to- like all the time, I would absolutely be all for that. I love those. Oh, uniform sports. They'd be great. Um while we're on this topic, are there any other uniforms that you could think of that, you know, since there's so much going on with uniform changes that you would like to see change? Like, what team do you want to see change uniforms next? Um, That's a good question. I know the Cardinals are coming up. Like, they're releasing theirs soon. Uh the Titans logo is obviously not great. It's very busy and clunky and awkward. The jerseys, I think, are okay, but it, they'd probably be better after you change the logo, so then the logo wouldn't be on the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't Damn, like the tough. Texans all that much. I, it's fine. 
like it's just super boring and like the way the styling is like it just it's like there's teams that are more minimalistic i'll say but i just don't like the styling of those uniforms the titans i really don't like uh jaguars do absolutely nothing for me um really just those three that come to mind uh i'm looking at the standings just to give me a, re- a reminder of what the teams are um Buffaloes, I think, are classics. New England's, I think, are fine. The Jets, I hate. I still hate them. It's been a year, and I don't like them still. <laughs> Miami's is good. Baltimore is fine. I've never been a fan of their logo, which might be a hot take. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's such a whatever-looking logo. Um, Pittsburgh's is fine. Cleveland's fine. Cincinnati's fine. Houston, you said, is kind of meh. Tex- Tennessee, I don't think either of us really like. Uh, the Colts has been the same forever. There's no reason to change it. Jacksonville is weird. I kind of like that they're weird, but they are weird. Um, Kansas City's fine. Denver's fine. Oakland's fine. The Chargers need to have more powder blue. That's it. Uh, the Eagles, I think their jerseys are fine. I hate the color green that they use, but I think the jerseys are fine. Yeah, if they brought back like Kelly Green, I would love those. The one thing that Eagles fans and Jets fans desperately want that their ownerships will never do is bring back their respective color- Kelly Green uniforms. So Meanwhile, much better look. Are just slipping them the middle finger from all the way over in California. We hate you. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Uh, <laughs> Dallas's jerseys, I've always thought of, were kind of weird. I'm not sure I care for them. I don't think they're bad, but they. I think they are clunky. Like I get their storied and have that tradition of being the Dallas Cowboys, and they've had them forever. I don't like them. Like I, I think they're definitely in the top or bottom ten as far as all jerseys go. They're, they're, yeah, they're clunky. I think is the perfect word I'm going to use for, for them. They, they, they just seem so haphazardly put together. I hate the uh, the silver they use for like the pants, like the bluish silver. It looks so, so tacky. Yeah, gaudy yeah, is a better word. Um, the Giants are 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 good. The Redskins are fine. Packers are boring, but like again, it's an old ass jersey. It's just never going to change. Vikings are fine. Chicago's fine. Detroit's fine. New Orleans is fine. Atlanta just fucked their own shit up beyond belief. Tampa Bay's fine. Carolina's fine. San Fran's fine. Seattle's fine. The Rams. Uh, Oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say the Rams need to update their uniforms because that uniform is about to get fucked up by that new logo. <laughs> um, <laughs> they also well, are releasing new uniforms this uh, this summer. I bet, and I bet they're gonna look even more like the Chargers than they already do. Um, and the Cardinals are whatever. Um, yeah, so the Cardinals and the Rams, I think, are the only two still scheduled, um, likely before the draft. I don't know the specific date, so. Hopefully by the next time we talk to you about sports, we'll uh, we'll have some updates there. I'm really afraid of what these Rams jerseys are going to look like because I'm looking at uh, the thing we're going to talk about next, the Brandon Cooks trade. And in it, mm-hmm. in the, the article I'm looking at, it has the Rams logo and the Texans logo. And I'm looking at the Rams logo and having to cognizant, uh, consciously say that's the Rams logo because I keep thinking it's the Chargers logo. Because of the colors and just mm-hmm. the general way it looks, especially from a distance. And man, those jerseys are going to be awful. I'm going to hold my breath because it can't be worse than the logo. 
Unless it is, and then I'm gonna fucking <laughs> laugh hysterically. If it's worse, dude, I don't even know what worse than the logo looks like. Oh, but now that God. you put that idea in my head, I can't wait to find out. Like you know how like the the horns on the side of the helmet are like iconic for the Rams. Oh what yeah. What if they just replace that with like the blocky Ram logo that they have now? I you know that what though. I bet they're going to replace it with the LA because that oh, ram God. horn look in the A is going to replace or, or supplement maybe the uh, that fucking thing. Yeah, it's dude, it's going to be bad. Oh man, I am just not not excited for what they have. Oh, also the Colts changed their new uniforms. Wait, the Colts have new uniforms? That. Yeah, like they're not that wildly different. It's just they changed their logos up a little bit. And they changed the lettering, and that's it. I didn't even know they had new uniforms. Yeah, it's it's weird. New secondary logo and minor uniform changes to honor home state. Um, I don't want to watch a fucking video. Oh, it's, that's interesting. Okay, like the only thing that's changing are like the numbers, and that's They've pretty also, much it. Um, updated the letter C. Uh, I guess for the captain logo. Um, no, like that's that's a Colts C, like the Colts logo. Oh, that's their new alternate up. logo. Uh, which is has the gap in the C t- shaped as the shape of the state of Indiana, and it has seven grommets, those found on our iconic and timeless horseshoe. Okay, uh, sure. it's not the worst thing I've seen. Um. I will hold my tongue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to shit on them. I don't think they're like atrociously bad. I think it's a little bit cheesy, but I don't think it's like atrocious. No, I mean, it's, I kind of like the, the slight changes to like the numbers. I don't mind them that much at all. Um, the stupid C with like the, I don't know the right term for it, but like the inner part of the C, the inside of the C is now a cutout of the state the of Indiana. Negative that state. looks bad. Yeah, the negative space in the C is the state silhouette of Indiana. I don't like the way that looks. It's corny. That, and it, 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 it's something that people who don't know, like me, five minutes ago, would look at and say, why is that C fucking weird? And then <laughs> their friend sitting next to them, who also doesn't know, is going to be like, I don't fucking know. And then it's just like, why would they do that to the C? And then you're both sitting there like, wow, that's awful. And then some third guy, you know, Terry, he's going to come in and he's going to be like, oh, it's actually um, the negative space representing the shape of the state of Indiana, the uh, uh, state that the cults are from. And you're going to go, wow, that's really fucking stupid. And uh, <laughs> and then, then move on with your day. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say anything else about it. <laughs> Again, it's it's corny as shit, but whatever. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. Uh, shall we talk about Brandon Cooks? Yeah, let's do it. So Brandon Cooks was just trade to the Houston Texans. Um, wow. Okay, I am looking very much at the wrong trade. This is from April third, twenty eighteen. So Josh, if you have it in front of you, that would be- yes, the Los Angeles Rams have <laughs> traded Brandon Cooks. To the Houstonian Texonians, um, the Houston Texans get wide receiver Brandon Cooks and a 2022 fourth round pick, which feels 
so arbitrary. Uh, although I guess the Rams don't have much left to give. And the um, Rams get a 2020 second round pick, which is already determined as number 57. Oh, I just don't care for this at all. Um, I just, it's not great. Go ahead. It it just makes, it it just makes the DeAndre Hopkins trade so much more confusing. I don't get it. I don't either. I like, where's the value in this? Like, the dude is getting paid so much money. Like, you easily, like, this, the step down in talent from DeAndre Hopkins to Brandon Cooks is pretty massive. I mean, I right, used so- to have a lot of hope for Brandon Cooks, but he just hasn't shown it. I mean, he's on his, what, his fourth team now? And he's 24, 24. 20- 26 now yeah all right what do you think i don't know if you have in front of you already but what do you think brandon cook's cap hit is for 2020 oh god i don't know um i'm gonna guess high and say it's like 18 million um it is not it was a lot higher last year this year it's actually only 8 million um although in 2021 it's 12 million 2022 13 and then 2023 14 um next year you said it's 20 2021 it's 12 sorry oh okay sorry. 12 um so anyway this year it's 8 million uh what is deandre hopkins cap hit in 2020 8 million 12.5 okay yeah is it, uh... was it worth was it worth trading away literal actual deandre hopkins to save four and a half million dollars um plus Brandon Cooks. Not really. Not really at all. I mean, I get DeAndre Hopkins was going to get an extension at some point and be the highest paid wide receiver in football. But this is a team that was trying to compete. And I don't even think you can call them a competing team anymore. Um, You know, they still have Deshaun Watson. They still have J.J. Watt. That's it for headliners. Brandon Cooks isn't a headliner. He's not going to carry your offense the way DeAndre Hopkins would. Um, David Johnson has had one tremendous season as a rookie and has been good when healthy, except for last year when he was healthy and not good. Um, We'll see what happens with him this year. We'll see what version of Brandon Cooks we get this year. Um, But I just... This is teams taking advantage of Bill O'Brien because he is not an experienced GM. He's not a guy who clearly has any knack, natural talent for being a general manager. Um, it's it's bad. If you're a Texans fan, I would jump ship. Go vote. Go be a Jets fan because at least I have hope for them turning it around soon. I hope that I have hope after the draft. Um, so I'm going to condense down what has happened between these two trades. Uh, the Houston Texans have received between these two trades, DeAndre, sorry, David, DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, a 2020 second round pick, a 2021 
fourth round pick and a 2022 fourth round pick uh, and Brandon Cooks. They have shed a 2020 second round picks, which basically just takes away, cancels out in the uh, in, from the numerator to the denominator of this trade division we're doing here. If you carry uh, a three, uh, yep, it works. That math works. <laughs> uh, and they shed a 2020 fourth round pick, which again we can just cross out from the 2021 fourth round pick they got, um, or the 2022 fourth round pick they got. Because uh, guess what? Neither of those fucking matter. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is also gone. So really, do you think DeAndre Hopkins is worth um, one David Johnson plus one Brandon Cooks plus a fourth round pick um, in either one or two years? No. Like if uh, someone offered you, in, like, let's take the picks away entirely. If someone offered you in fantasy football, DeAndre Hopkins uh, or, or David Johnson and Brandon Cooks for DeAndre Hopkins, would you take it? No, uh, not in a million years. It's all yeah, about consolidating value, and this is the opposite of that. It's just, first of all, I don't know what David Johnson's salary is off the top of my head. I think it's something like a eleven million a year. If you want to fact check that while I'm rambling, absolutely. We'll talk about this in a minute about the whole conversation about should you pay running backs a second contract? Uh, should you pay them really any guaranteed money, whatever it may be? I'm very much in the boat of no, you shouldn't. And, you know, David Johnson had one good rookie year. I probably wouldn't have signed him to a second contract. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have traded for his second contract after he's underperformed every season after that. Um, and the same with Brandon Cooks, who has underperformed nearly every year uh, after signing multiple contracts. Um, my, meanwhile, you have DeAndre Hopkins, who always outperforms the money he makes. And the fact of the matter is you're giving away the best player in the deal for two guys that are underperformers and you're paying more overall for arguably less production and you could easily get you know one of the top six running backs in the class this year uh probably the top three rounds easy you know you don't have a first round pick because you traded it away that's fine i don't take a running back there anyway the second round i don't think they have a second round pick there because they traded it away um, they also round. got one in though, so I think they do have one. At the end of the day, they're not getting a running back now anyway, so it doesn't matter. But true, you could have gotten a better running back than David Johnson on a rookie deal for significantly less money and still have the best wide receiver. It's just there's no way you could look at this and say we maximized our value here. Oh fuck no! Um, f- real quick for fact checking purposes, David Johnson is making eleven million dollars. He's making eleven million one hundred fifty six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So much money. Um, to be precise, yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Also, if you combine that eleven million, we're just going to round it off to eleven million plus uh the eight million that. Brandon Cooks is owed this season. That is nineteen million, which is uh, six and a half, seven million more than DeAndre Hopkins would have made this season. So not only do you end up with like 
maybe one additional pick than you would have had if you didn't do all this wheeling and dealing. You also end up owing seven million more dollars, which again just in no way feels worth it. Uh, especially as you said, in a position like running back, where uh, the Texans that was not a hole that needed to be filled, and whenever it has been, they've filled it very effectively. Um, like they have Duke Johnson Jr., who I understand isn't like phenomenal, but he will certainly get by. And mm-hmm. I just really doubt they'd have a trouble filling that position with almost anybody. Uh, not saying that running back isn't hard. I'm saying that there's a lot of running backs available who can get you relatively speaking similar levels of production to other running backs i just don't think they i mean these two guys between david johnson and brandon cooks both feel like maybe like i don't want to say high floor but maybe like a middle level floor like yeah i'd be surprised if either of these guys were outright bad next season but i also would be way more surprised if either of them were outright phenomenal the way I would expect DeAndre Hopkins to be phenomenal. The way he's always um, been phenomenal. Where would you rank um, Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver? Would you say he's a top 10, top 15, top 20, top 25? Oh, that's a great question. David Johnson, too, if you want to think about both at the same time. Um, well, I'll confidently put David Johnson in the top 100. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fucking tough. Um, I'll put Brandon cooks in the top 32. Top Just 32 I'd... wide receivers. No, that's too mean. Top 20. Okay. That's probably, I would have him somewhere in the top 20, uh, probably on the lower ends. Um, yeah. probably closer, you know, 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. But right now, based off of cap hit, he is tied with Robbie Anderson as having the 34th highest cap hit uh, for all wide receivers, which by all means isn't bad. He's ahead of guys like Michael Thomas. Uh, wow. Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, um, not many other big name guys on their second contracts. Emmanuel Sanders, he's ahead of, you know, He's ahead of a lot of good rookies that are definitely going to get paid more. But as far as, you know, veteran contracts for top wide receivers, he's at the low end, which, you know, there is some value there. But David Johnson just drags all that right away. Where would you put him as, you know, a skill skill level? Where would you put him? Uh, He's so tough. I'll also put him top 20 i don't feel great about that only because i just don't know what to expect from him um yeah i I don't want to be disrespectful because he he clearly has shown the potential to be very very good but he's just never stayed healthy um real real quick um, yeah. I want to ask you where these people ranked in terms of yards last season. Brandon Cooks, where did he rank in yards last season? Um, total yards. I want to say, did he play a full season? Do you have it in front of you? He played 14 games and started all 14 of them. Uh, I'll say he got 900 yards. So I'll say he finished top 
15 in wide receiver yards? Uh, so this is including, this is all just receiving yards. So it's not just wide receivers. It's also running backs and tight ends. Brandon Cooks had 583 yards last Holy season. Holy shit, really? Finishing 71st. Oh, oh, he had 500 yards? How many catches did he have? Um, which one of these guys is receptions? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say 42. Wow. So he was efficient with his catches, uh, 13.9 yards per uh, uh, um, reception there. But Jeez, James wow. White had more receiving yards than him. Damn, I knew he had a down year last year. I didn't think he had that much of a down year. Holy fuck. 32-year-old Emmanuel Sanders had DK Metcalf, who was widely criticized for not like coming into the season for like not being able to run routes or some other weird shit. Um, had more receiving yards than him. Almost double. Uh, not almost double, but like 70% more. Just a, a non sequitur. Um, I like to believe that I was, you know, Fairly nice to DK Metcalf coming out. I was a fan of his. Uh, I'd say you were pretty nice to him. Yeah. Ethan fucking calls me out every time he has a good catch because he was on Ethan's fantasy team talking shit about how I thought DK Metcalf was going to bust and he was a, you know, a jag and just was a nobody. And I just don't know how to defend myself because I, I had his back. I was on the DK Metcalf hype train. You know, I was there saying, Oh, his three cone drill was, you know, out of context and he did better than people thought and whatever. Grinds my gears, man. Grinds my gears. Just had to bring it up. Just had to bring it up. Well, we almost certainly we must have talked about him last year pre draft. So in oh, theory, 100%. it's somewhere in this pop it's somewhere in this podcast. Oh, yeah, no. Like I know I could go back and find that proof. That is too much work and I'm never gonna do it. Uh David Johnson played in 13 games last season, only started nine of them. Where do you think he ranked in the uh, rushing yards category? Oh, man. I want to say he had like, I want to say he also had like 550 yards. Uh, so I'll say, I'll say that. Where do you think that ranks him? Uh, outside the top 20. He had 345 rushing yards, 54th. Fuck. The person right behind him, quarterback Gardner Minshew with 340. (laughs) And right behind him, quarterback Russell Wilson with 342. So does that uh, that affect where you would rank David Johnson among top running backs? It's so tough because this is so, like, this is a single stat, and... It's like not fair to judge someone by a single stat, but at the same time, plus he didn't like start a full season and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, hold on, this is kind of fascinating. Raheem Mostert, um, great season, twenty second. Did you know he started zero games? Yeah the uh, the Forty ers had a weird thing where they had three running backs, four running backs all season that were all very good and they just kept rotating guys in and out it was uh it's weird that he didn't end up with a an actual start but yeah it doesn't surprise me all that much like gus edwards for baltimore played in all 16 games and he only has one start but like he has one start like uh, weird anyway um it's it's rough out here man for these two 
Like, that's so not great. Where do you think DeAndre Hopkins ranked in terms of yards last season? Uh, third among wide receivers, maybe? That would be Chris Godwin with 1,333. DeAndre Hopkins was 11th last season with 1,165. Man, 1,100 yards receiving, and he's 11th in the NFL. That's pretty good. That's a good year for receivers. The top Um, 10, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey, uh, Devontae Parker, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. All of those guys better than Brandon Cooks. I'll say that. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 ah, would 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 you take? Um, nah, I would. I was gonna say, would you take Kenny Galladay over Brandon oh, Cooks? Oh, yeah, yeah I would. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, but just uh, getting back to the point I was trying to make. Uh, do you know where David Johnson lands among uh, cap hits for running backs? Oh, it's got to be near the top, right? Um, I'll say eighth. Ooh, not close, not close, Josh. Uh, he finished second behind really? Le'Veon Bell. No way. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. going to change next season, as we'll talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That will definitely change. But um, man, David Johnson, not a valuable commodity right now. Um, and I am definitely glad I'm not a Texans fan. Like I said. I'm a fan of Bill O'Brien because of what he did at Penn State. Shoot that guy into the fucking sun for your own good, Houston. My God. He is going to destroy your team. Not just destroy your team in the short run, but these contracts may sink that team for a long time coming. I get that this is a boys club, and I get that someone high up ownership whatever likes this guy give him as we've said before on the show give him just like some generic ass like consultant or or, um, a special advisor to the gm or some dumb shit where he like gets to sit in the room and talk but not actually make a fucking decision because wow this is bad oh yeah it's it's embarrassingly bad it really is yeah, and and this team is going to be heavily criticized next season, almost no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I I don't really want to shit on the Texans for a while. Do you want to talk about Christian McCaffrey for a little bit? Yeah, no, this feels speaking like a good of, uh, transition point. Uh, speaking of questionable contracts, um, I I have mixed feelings on this, so I'll let you go first, and then I'll try and dig deep into my brain for my true feelings on this. Um, all right. Yeah, that works. So Christian McCaffrey, uh, has having himself a wonderful quarantine. Um, he just got signed to the largest running back contract, uh, in, I guess, technically history, but it feels so disingenuous to ever say modern contracts are like the biggest in history because, you know, inflation and whatnot. Um, but biggest contract in history, it is a four-year contract extension worth $64 million, averaging him $16 million per year. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any specifics in terms of guarantee or anything, but 
there's nothing I see available yet, so that might just be all we have thus far. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's signed it yet, so I think this is just a, a verbal. This is what he's going to sign, and there's nothing uh, nothing definite yet. Um, I'm trying to see. I mean, Matt Rule has talked about it. Uh, uh, all I know is that it's for four years, sixteen million a year, sixty four total. And that's pretty much all I've gone off of. So I'm not I'm not digging deeper into guarantees or any offset money or anything. Yeah, no, I guess we'll leave it at that. But that is a fuck ton of money in general yeah. in life, uh, and especially for running backs. Oh no, kidding! Um, that easily puts him over the top. Uh, actually, I wouldn't say easily. It does put him over the top for uh, the highest paid running back, uh, topping Le'Veon Bell's $15.5 million per year uh, against the cap. Um, I, I guess I said I was going to let you do uh, do your opinion first, but I, I don't know. Do you want to go or do you want me just to run with it for now? I don't care. Um, I think we've talked about this with running backs before. It's a tough spot because any popular player you want to keep, especially one that has obvious production like running backs do, like it might not always be so clear to see what a nose tackle is doing or a center, but it's yeah. really obvious to see what production from a running back comes from, kind of like wide receivers and quarterbacks. Those stats accumulate, and they're very, very easy to keep track. The problem is... um. There's like, I guess maybe maybe you could say there's a top tier of running backs, which is like a handful of, of, of dudes, and then everything else below that is, relatively speaking, interchangeable and system-based. And even some of the best running backs are still a product of their system. Exceptions. Of course there's exceptions. Saquon Barkley. That team is fucking trash. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Didn't have a good quarterback last season because Cam Newton was out. Didn't have a bad quarterback per se, but didn't have a great one, and still like racked up receiving yards. Nah, had a great year. Kyle Allen for a good chunk of the year. Uh, that is true. Um, so it's tough. Like, is there a chance this all ends up being fine? Sure, I guess there is. Um, the same way you know, there's a good, there's a chance that paying any player a fuck ton of money works out for you. As Core and I have talked about today and previously, giving a second contract to running backs of any meaningful size almost never works out. And it's almost never really worth considering because you can usually just draft a guy. It feels so shit to say like, oh, you have a hole? Just fix it in like the third round. At the same time, running backs one of those rare positions where like you kind of can do that sometimes. Yeah. There's not a there's not a huge learning curve with the draft, so it's easy to just find guys to plug in to your system. Yeah, and it's not it's and it's so different because like like we've talked about offensive linemen, like they usually need a few years to like learn how to play NFL O line because college O line's so different. Running back isn't like the play is faster because it, it every play is faster at every increased level. And the dudes are probably bigger and so they're gonna hit harder. Uh, but again, that comes at every increase in every level in every sport. Um, but yeah, like like you said, I mean, like you, what what you are doing as a running back, your responsibilities, your technique probably isn't changing much. So, I 
I understand. I don't. I would feel I'm so conflicted. I I I think it makes sense. I don't necessarily like it. I don't necessarily dislike it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I would, and I guess maybe if I was a Panthers fan, I'd be more comfortable knowing we're not paying a quarterback a lot of money. So it's not taking away from like good quarterback salary, but if I'm not giving you a clear answer, it's because that's how I feel. Unclear. Yeah, I I know that feeling. I'm kind of in the same boat. I just I hate the idea of giving a running back this much money after being used so heavily the past couple of years. I know he's still young. I know he still has you know, stuff left in the tank and four years for a guy that, uh, I don't know how old is he? 26. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, he is 24, 25, 20. Holy shit. He's 23. He'll be 24 by the start of the season. Oh, sorry. Yes. He'll be. Yeah. 2020 will be his age. 24 season. So you basically have him at 16 million a year for the rest of his prime right before, you know, the projected decline. I just like this salary, sixteen million a year, would make him the sixth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Not just running back, but also wide receiver. If you wanted to include that, because he's so much a receiver, he had a, over a thousand yards receiving last year, getting paid more than guys like Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins. Just so many top tier wide receivers. But at the same time, I think he, I think he deserves this. I think this is the running back you pay. I, I know I'm going against everything I preach. I am being a hypocrite right now. I don't feel good about feeling this way, but he does so much for that team. Like he is that team's offense. You know, DJ Moore had a great season. Curtis Samuel is there and has so much potential and can light it up next year. Um, you know, they had to operate with Kyle Allen at quarterback last year when Cam Newton couldn't play. And he was still one of the best offensive weapons in all of football. Um, if he was just a running back, if he rushed for 1500 yards every year, you know, 50% more running production than he does now, 16 million is way too much. And that's just unacceptable, but he's getting paid twice as much as Brandon cooks. For twice as many receiving yards and an added thousand yards rushing on top of that. I think if you look at Christian McCaffrey as just a running back, you're shorting him as a player. If you're looking at this contract the way, you know, if you're looking at this contract as just a running back's contract, I think, you know, you're kind of shorting him as well. I don't want to be this for. This, you know, positive, you know, having these kind of feelings towards this contract, but I can't help it. And I don't think I would have signed him to this, but here we are. And I don't hate it. I really don't. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I want to sit here and shit on it. And I would feel uncomfortable doing so. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's just like, 
I don't. Th- I think this is going to be an exception to the rule of don't pay running backs second contracts. They always, you know, end up bad. I think this is going to be the diamond in the rough, the exception to that. And I think this will work really great, especially when they're bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, man. Like fucking Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, like he has been a checkdown king for his entire career. With the Vikings, with the Saints, you know, it's not Alex Smith levels of check down, but he doesn't have a, a huge arm. You know, he's not slinging it down the field. I think this is going to work out great for them. I think I so, so too. And, and so. you know what? Chances are, if they end up not sticking with Teddy Two Gloves, they gave him a two year contract, right? Uh, Teddy, I actually don't know. I think it was a two-year. Regardless, if they end up taking a quarterback either in this year's draft or next year's draft and transition away from Teddy Bridgewater, as I would expect three them years. to, three years. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to assume at this point Teddy Bridgewater is like the occasional starter, more often backup quarterback, like transition guy, maybe. Yeah. Um, kind of like what dudes like Vinny Testaverde or Ryan Fitzpatrick actually for a more modern one, kind of what a Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Um. That's what I see tapered. Anyway, so I I would assume that this having Christian McCaffrey around through the next couple quarterback regime changes, because there's going to be at least one more, is probably also a slight or, or a, a less visible uh, benefit to having him around. Like, mm-hmm. what's something that's going to help out a rookie quarterback a ton? Oh, having like the best receiving running back in all of football. So. I, again, it goes against my instincts. I want to sit here and be like, $16 million per year for a, cor- for a running back? You fucking idiots. Who's running your team, mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien? Uh, but the- <laughs> Sorry, Texans. Uh, but at the same I'm time, not. it's like... <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. But at the same time, it's like, no, like, you know, that actually, like, kind of kind of checks. Like, yeah, I get it. Um, I have... Uh, I've- have higher feelings on Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater than you do. I think he's I think he's definitely going to be the starter for the next 3 years. I don't think they're going to be drafting anybody to replace him anytime soon. I think 3 years from now, 2023 is kind of when they might start doing that. Um I think it's hilarious that he has a smaller contract than Christian McCaffrey. Uh 3 years 63 million versus 4 years 64 for McCaffrey. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Joe Brady and Matt rule have themselves, uh, a really great foundation for an offense. Uh, and I think they're going to just absolutely run with it. And, you know, it, it may not be great this year because who knows if we're going to have any off season training camp or anything leading into the season. I, we still have no idea how that's going to work. We're not even going to begin to, you know, projecting what that may be, but you know, We'll see how it works out, one way or the other. I guess so. Whether we uh, play in empty stadiums or not, fingers crossed. Uh, it's going to really suck if we can't do our annual preseason football game. Um, and for anyone who's never been to a preseason NFL game, it's delightful. Yeah. It Great. really is. They're on Saturdays. The weather's fucking nice. Um, you f- you pay no money to go, no real money. Uh, the games are like casual and easy. You can leave whenever the fuck you feel like it and not feel bad. It's great. <laughs> it's one of the like, it's 
really cool to be able to just go in and just be in an atmosphere where, you know, if you go to an, a regular NFL game, everyone's cheering for the team. Everyone, well, not everyone, but the vast majority of folks are very invested in the game, you know, are cheering, they're yelling, they're booing. That's just like going to a backyard barbecue. People are there to hang out, have a good time, drink beer, and that's the highest expectation you're going to get. Yeah, it's such it's such a fun, laid back, easygoing football experience, which is kind of tough to come by. Oh yeah, it's a very specific it's atmosphere. It's fun. Yeah, they're really great. So fingers crossed we get the chance to do that this year too. But again, one of the things we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, shall we transition into our final football topic for the day? Yes. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, t- tell me about Gardner Minshew. Uh, Gardner Minshew, the mustache king, um, which is what his football reference says is his nickname, which is hilarious. That's uh, amazing. T- the Jaguars have come out and said that they're going to give him full opportunity to prove himself as a starting quarterback. The team traded away Nick Foles and what was one of the better trades a team could have made, um, which makes up for the fact that they got rid of Calais Campbell for a fifth round pick. Um, but regardless, Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jaguars this year. Um, I have, I have fairly high hopes for him. I think, uh, he was very efficient last year. I don't think he's going to have the same kind of efficiencies, but I do think he's going to be able to let loose a little bit more next year, knowing he has the reins. He's going to have another year with the playbook. That's always a big thing with rookie quarterbacks. Um, I I don't see him as being, you know, a top-end starter in the NFL, but I see him being a guy who can transition this team from rebuilding to contending. Uh, I kind of view him as, I don't want to say like an Andy Dalton, but he's going to be the guy that carries them to the Jaguars, Joe Burrow, whoever that may be down the road. Um, and that's kind of where I project he's going to fall among quarterbacks next year somewhere amongst the uh andy dalton line i i think that's probably fair it depends the uh the jaguars have not put the best offense on the in uh my lifetime but what i like about it is that they're making a a kind of like put your foot down decision a decisive decision i guess you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's nice to see they're not waffling on it. They're really giving a shot to a young talent, which is, I think, a team, what a team in the Jaguars position probably should be doing. You know, it's like, hey, we are um, one more bad season away from going full tear down and rebuild. Let's give the kid a shot because mm-hmm. if it works out, we have cheap labor at the world's most important position on a football field that we can yeah, ride for like three more seasons maybe eh, probably two before he gets an extension um and like try to put a, a team together on the fly or if it's a stinker um and he can't put it together well then we ride him out for the duration of his contract because it's nothing tear down the team where we can and recuperate value and try again in like three or four years yeah so it makes total sense it, this is a good gamble yeah i think it's one of those things where if he does prove to be the guy he's making enough money and you know 
little enough money where they can go all in on free agency and try to push over the last two years of his contract. Um, and if not, they lose nothing because he makes like $400,000 a year. Yeah. This is, this is like, um, the Rams with Jared Goff from like, was it like three years ago now when he was still on his rookie deal and they were just acquiring everything. Mm -hmm. Like if, if he can be, if he can show the glimpses that Jared Goff showed at that point in time where it's like, Hey, this guy could be a top five quarterback. Um, (laughs) Not even that, honestly, though. Like, if he could be like a top fucking ten, uh, then yeah, like then I bet the ja- the Jaguars are thirsty for a championship or for any relative mild success. They they will trade everything to put a winner on the field. So I don't disagree. I just think it's fucking hilarious that we're comparing the first overall pick to a guy drafted a hundred and seventy eighth. Well, hey, all, how, all, all, how, I'm how saying, have fallen. <laughs> all I'm saying is I bet J- I, I bet Gardner Minshew knows which way the sun rises and sets. Okay. Every I have, <laughs> I have an honest-to-God question that I don't know the answer to off the top of my head. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Gardner Minshew? Right now? Right now. Gardner Minshew in a heartbeat. Just on talent or talent plus contract, like the whole situation? Talent plus contract. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, You know what? If I had to have Jared like Goff... Like in a heartbeat. As essentially the highest paid quarterback in the NFL or Gardner Minshew making fucking nothing. Yeah, give me Gardner Minshew all the way. What if we're just talking talent? What if money, you know, contracts are all voided. You're signing one of them to... Fucking million dollars a year. It doesn't matter who. Does that change your answer at all? Yes. It's still Gardner Minshew, but not in a heartbeat. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like, just off talent, Jared Goff still has higher potential. But I just don't trust the man anymore. I just don't, I don't trust I, him I, to get it done. That's he a had, Give me the gamble. Yeah. I you know what I would take the gamble on Gardner Minshew. I just Goff has had so many opportunities to prove himself to be the guy, and he's had one good year. That's what I was going to say. Like I know that if you gave Jared Goff like the world's greatest offensive-minded uh, coaching staff and several premier players at, in the offensive positions, that he'll still be like kind of good. Uh, and if you give Gardner Minshew almost literally no one, he'll still be kind of good. <laughs> so, like, you pay a dude nothing, try your best to put a team around him, and see what kind of good can get you with, like, actual talent. All right, I'm going to give you some stat lines for these two players. I want you to tell me which one is which. We're playing Ginshu versus... Uh, versus Ginshu versus Goff. Minshew Goff. Let's let all right. It's the Goff off. Let's do it. All right. Um, so a 62.9% completion percentage, 4,638 yards, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, for a quarterback rating of 86.5. Uh, and let's see, do we have rushing yards here? Nah, fuck it. 
uh, versus uh, 60.6% completion for 3,271 yards, 21 touchdowns, six interceptions for a quarterback rating of 91.2. The first one was uh, Goff. Second one was Minshew. You are correct, sir. You are yeah. correct. Yep. Was there one stat that gave it away? Uh, two. Two for me. Um, was it y- interceptions yards? and passing yards? Passing yards and interceptions. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Because um, I knew Minshew didn't start all 16 games. Um, and also, I would know if he threw that many fucking interceptions. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus. I forgot it was that many for golf, though. Oh, my God. I feel like we should rank. Like, I am really curious if we put together, like, rankings for, like, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, how different they would be. I kind of want to do that now. Hey, we uh, have the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll be something. We won't do it for next week because it's the draft, but the week after, that's what we. Yeah, we should say for references, we're closing out sort of ish because we're getting near the end. Next week, uh, the draft starts next Thursday, which is wonderful timing for us uh, because we release episodes on Thursday. So, <laughs> and it's the week day of the week we're still doing sports. So next week, uh, next week's episode will be very draft centered. Corwin will present us hopefully with some mock stuff. Right? Yeah, I could do a, a fresh mock. Would love to hear a mock. Um, and we'll talk like wild predictions, things we could see happening with trades, funky shit, funny shit, dr- draft stuff. Next week will be draft stuff. Oh, oh yeah. man. I am so excited. I took off of work so I could just sit on my ass and do nothing but watch the draft, which I thought would be a bigger sell. It's not. Um, that's just kind of a normal day at this point so whatever but i'm i'm very very excited yeah me too it's gonna be i i've i've never been this excited for the draft (laughs) oh god i need something sports adjacent to do (laughs) man i'm excited for the jets the jets are hopefully gonna have the hell of a draft it really feels like we can't fuck this one up i gotta say I was just about to say, like, you're in a position where it's going to be really, really hard to fuck this up. I, like, last I know. This feels you just were in a position where it was near impossible to fuck it up, and you did great. I think this year you're in that same kind of boat. Again, as long as we don't take an interior defensive lineman, <laughs> I'm fine. Derek Brown, come on down. I do- if you draft Derek Brown, I'm gonna shit my pants. Like I'm gonna laugh so hard, I shit my fucking pants. And then we trade Quentin Williams to the Giants for three first round picks, um, because the Giants don't know what they're doing. You know what? I actually think I would trade Quentin Williams for three first round picks, no questions asked. Um, I probably would too, just because that's a lot of first round picks. Yeah, like I still for have a, a position like we don't him. desperately need. Yeah, like I still have a lot of hope for the guy, but damn, that's a lot of picks. Yeah, uh, no, I I still have plenty of hope for. Qu- I'm not giving up on him by any means, but uh, three first down picks is a hard thing to say no to, especially for a team as middling as the Giants, where those picks are probably going to be good. <coughs> uh, bless you, thank you. Yeah, still one of the greatest uh, interview moments of all. The man, the man. 
the man sneezed and, and gave himself a blessing, and I love him. All right. Anything else you want to talk about today, sir? Uh, I did have some base, some fun baseball stuff, but it can be saved for later. Uh, I I wanted to do one thing for Jackie Robinson Day, which again is the 15th of April of every year. It's the day that he debuted in the major leagues, so it has been dubbed his day. It's the day everyone wears 42 on the back of their jerseys, something that if baseball is played again this season, I would still like for them to do. I think it would be really nice. Do they have to do it? No, MLB doesn't have to do fucking anything because they're ridiculous. But Jackie Robinson being such a huge part of baseball history, I sincerely hope that they would find some way to make that accommodation. Uh, Instead of doing baseball stats for Jackie Robinson, which we've done in the past, I thought I would instead give you a reading of his Hall of Fame induction speech. Um, Jackie Robinson uh, delivered his induction uh, speech on his induction day of the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown on July 23rd, 1962. He was introduced by Ford C. Frick, and the uh, speech is as follows. Thank you very much, Mr. Frick. First, let me say how much of a thrill it is to be coming into the Hall of Fame with Bob Feller, Mr. Ketchney, and Mr. Roche. I want to also let you know that I feel quite inadequate here this afternoon or this morning. But I think a lot of this has been eliminated because today it seems that everything is complete. First of all, I want you to know that this honor was brought upon me here could not have happened without the great work and the great advice and guidance that I have had from three of the most wonderful people that I know. And if any of them weren't here today, I know that that this day could not be complete. But they are all here, and I just hope you don't mind if I pay a few words of thanks and a tribute to my advisor, wonderful friend, man who I consider a father, Mr. Branch Rickey, and my mother, who taught me so much of the important things early in life. I appreciate no end, my mother, Mrs. Robinson. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, my wife, who has been such a wonderful inspiration to me, and the person who has guided and advised me throughout our entire marriage, I couldn't be here today without her help. And then I, and I must thank the baseball writers, I never thought at all I would have this wonderful honor coming to me so early in my lifetime. And to have the writers to elect me on the first time is a thrill that I shall never forget. We have been up in cloud nine since the election. I don't ever think I'll come down. But I want to thank all the people throughout this country who were just so wonderful during those trying days. I appreciate it at no end, and it's the greatest honor any person could have, and I only hope that I'll live up to this tremendously fine honor. It's something that I think those of us who are fortunate, again, must use in order to help others. Because it's such a tremendous honor that we should be able to go out and do things to help, I'm grateful, and I'm sorry I've taken so long, but I just wanted you to know that I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And that concludes Jackie Robinson's speech. What a great speech. Really, really was. He was a, a lovely man. If you ever get the chance to uh, listen to anything, he has a lot. There's a lot of video of him talking um, to Congress or at rallies and such, um, interviews uh, all over um, the internet because he was a huge advocate for you know, civil rights after he had concluded his baseball playing career, did a lot of good work on behalf of the African-American community. And it is so lovely that the um, MLB does choose to 
uh, honor him in some meaningful way over the course of the season, especially this year on the 100th, uh, 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. So uh, it's it's just a treat. Just just warms your heart a little bit, you know? Yeah. I really wish we could have actually celebrated Jackie Robinson Day. I know. It's, it's my... It, it's like my favorite specialty weekend of the year. Like if you took away um, the fucking Father's Day jerseys and the Mother's Day jerseys and the Players Weekend jerseys, like if there was a, an elimination where you could only keep one, give me the Jackie Robinson Day jerseys or like you know just the Jackie Robinson Day celebration mm-hmm. um, every single time. Oh man, I'm I'm really torn between Jackie Robinson and Players Weekend because man, like. Jackie Robinson Day means so much more. But the Players Weekend jerseys are so fun. <laughs> they are they are fun. I will give you that. It, it, it's it, it, no, I, I get it. I get it. Why, it's, why can't we have Jackie Robinson Day where we have a bunch of nicknames for Jackie Robinson on the jersey? How about that? That'd actually be kind of amazing. <laughs> There's they no could, way like, we combine. have, you know, 700 of them. Imagine, though, like... This might be too corny. All right. I'm going to go off the deep end. I'm going to cornball it up for you over here. But Jackie Robinson plus, you know, like inspiration day where it's like Jackie Robinson's jersey number. And then like someone who inspired you goes down the name plaque on the back. So it's like mom or like dad or like Louise Tiant or or, um, Vita Blue. Or a satchel page, some shit like that. I don't know, um, but that'd be yeah. That's way too cornball and not nearly really fun in the way of uh, Players Weekend. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Silver lining is we're stuck in quarantine so long. My hair is getting so long that I have to wear baseball caps every day. So got that uh, going for us. I shaved my head. Wait, really? Yeah, uh, I left like a patch, like. Uh, cause I didn't feel like trying to do like a whole fade. Um, so I did like kind of like a hard part and like a mild fade. Um, but it's really short. Like I, please, I still paused it. Please send me a Snapchat of this. Uh, yeah, I can, but yeah, it's down there. I, dude, I, I have really thick hair. It gets super oily. It gets super, uh, it gets oily and, um, uh, like dandruffy, which is super annoying, mm. and the longer it gets, the just the harder Same. it is to manage. Like, yeah, it's it's such a fucking chore to, to handle. Um, I I hate 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 having it be long, so I uh, I just I chopped it off, assuming I'm not going to be seeing another human being for like three weeks. I was very close to doing the same, and then I realized I might have a job interview at some point. And I'm not gonna fuck it up before then. I'm gonna see how long I can hold out. Have you thought yeah. about doing any self trimming over there? Uh, not on the top of my head. Ew. I got That's it. Some I didn't love it. <laughs> I got it. My uh, my mom wanted to cut my dad's hair, and she was asking if he had any hair trimmers. And he was like, no, no, I never had any need. And I opened my mouth and started to say, I do. And then realized I would never do that to my own father. 
Uh, oh, you really should have. That'd have been. Yeah. So I, I just like stopped right there and was like, never mind, never mind, nothing. But... I just sent you a pic of the current hair situation. Oh boy. Live reaction. Quality radio. Us reacting. Wow, you pictures. are just, you are, you are a New York Jew, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> the mustache, the soul patch, the glasses. I assume you stole straight from your father. Uh, that he hasn't worn since 1973. Um, that's that's a look, my friend. That's a look. I'm glad you have it very much locked down, and you got yourself a woman that digs that look. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm ready to drop like the wildest white man R&B album of 1978. <laughs> 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 oh God. It's about to get dangerously sexual and up in this match. <laughs> oh man, I just picture you just on the cover of your own album playing the bass just in the middle of just the deepest white boy groove. Um oh, it, no my my album artwork would be me on a uh, satin sheets wearing like a <laughs> velour house robe that is very very oh man <laughs> now i can't help but picture you doing the george costanza on like the lounge oh, yeah. chair oh you yes. haven't lived till you've seen my fuck me eyes <laughs> oh man <laughs> drape me in velvet kenny g is gonna look like a virgin <laughs> can we get uh you kenny g and george costanza on the cover of your uh newest album yeah we're gonna be let's be like a beastie boys joint <laughs> <laughs> we're the three beastie boys oh please let me be mike d uh yeah yeah sure sure i'll be mca um man. all right well i know what i'm doing after this i'm listening to the beastie boys ah uh, hey ladies is is my fucking jam man <laughs> calling out to you um <laughs> anyway i'm a you know what i'm a fan of girls girls just has that that noise that just gets me I can appreciate it. I'm not saying I I like 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 the song, but um intergalactic uh, always gets stuck in my head because of that fucking um repetition of intergalactic, intergalactic. <laughs> like that that fucking like like mm-hmm. like just churning constant like intergalactic intergalactic just like all the way it just gets jammed in my head and i can't get it after i listen to it um again not not like my favorite song but it just like sticks in there for some reason but oh, I, know, I know we've definitely gone well past the purview of what we plan on talking <laughs> about so let's uh let's get out of here sounds bueno all right if you want to follow the show on twitter you can do so at juicing pod if you want to hit us up via Email you can do so at juice the numbers at gmail.com. Corbin and I were supposed to pick movies. We forgot. Corbin, do you have a movie? Oh shit. Alright, off the top of my head, uh Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy? Yeah. Fuck is that? Uh Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet. I haven't even heard of that. Alright. Cool. Perfect. Down we're to both watch going it. into a blind because I was gonna all right, I pick, uh, fuck, there will be blood. Ooh, nice. All right, all right, those are the two movie choices. Follow us on Twitter, I guess. We don't post that much. Um, and have a good weekend. Uh, 
until Monday, my friends. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Is Fred going to leave?